Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sain, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. Y'all, it is Women's History Month. And you know, I celebrate women every day, all day. That is my jam. That is who I am. But it's something special about when the world says, hey, it's Women's History Month. This month we'll have International Women's Day. Uh, It's Heart Disease Awareness Month, too. You guys know that heart disease is the number one killer of women, especially Latinx and African-American women. It's the stress. It's the taking on everything. It's not delegating, y'all. Take care of yourself. Do something for yourself that makes your heart happy, right? That makes you happy, that gives you desire to keep on pushing. Let me tell you something, y'all. Talking to today's guest, Angela Henderson, who is a powerful uh, motivator, right? She's from Australia. You're gonna love that Australian accent, right? She's a woman who hosts her own podcast. She's an award-winning business consultant. And she is the queen of bouncing back, and knowing how to implement systems in an ever-changing environment. I'm really happy to share her on the show this week because we have all been doing a lot of pivots, right? Every time we turn around over the last probably 18 months at this point, but never ending, (laughs) we've all had to make some tough decisions. We had to roll up our sleeves, roll up our pants, in some cases go shovel some snow, in some cases go cook some meals, in some cases take a step back to take a leap forward. And so I think you're really going to really enjoy hearing from someone who's constantly pivoting and juggling as a mom, as a woman in business, as we celebrate strong and powerful women who are doing the things day to day uh, that are helping us level up, you know, as, as a group of women collectively. You know, there's something to be said about staying power, right? And those pivotal moments that really engage us, that push us. I know I've been pushed and stretched this year, and I cannot wait to share more with you about all of that. Uh, But Angela is amazing, and I think you're really going to love the show. So be sure to tag us in the part that really resonates with you, because I'm sure Angela wants to know uh, how you guys enjoyed it and what you think about the show. So tag us and share it with somebody who you think could benefit from it. Enjoy the show, y'all. Well, you know, it's not easy being a boss. It's certainly not easy being a mom, a boss, an entrepreneur, a go-getter, a person with dreams and hopes. But today's guest is one who makes it look easy. As a matter of fact, it's 4 a.m. where she is right now, which is in Australia, and I am here in Texas, and she is still up, vibrant, and ready to share. She's an international woman. She's a business owner, an award-winning business consultant, and a podcast host. So help me welcome to the show, Miss Angela Henderson. Hello, Angela. Hello, hello. (laughs) Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me today. Super excited to be here. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Life is good, right? There's lots of things going on in the world, but my opinion is, is there's still so much to be grateful for. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Like you and I here virtually getting to know each other in a way that wasn't possible even five years ago. Um, 
Yeah, like I just think the, you know, one of the things is one of my friends passed away actually in Albuquerque a couple of weeks ago. And, um, and it was one of those things that, again, I had two choices to look at it. I could look at it as obviously, yes, I was so saddened by the death of her. She was only 41. And yes, I could have been angry that I wasn't able to get on a plane and get to the funeral and be with everyone. Uh, but I chose to look at it from a place of gratitude because I still, they were able to live stream everything. I was still able to be part of it, still be able to be present. Yes. I surely, of course, I would have loved to have actually been there, but, uh, you know, that that wouldn't have happened years ago, right? So, the fact that I still was able to say my goodbyes in, the, in my comfort of my own living room, you know, um, is a very powerful, uh, and like I said, I'm grateful for that. Oh, I agree. Technology is allowing us to be in the future, right? Like seriously, we are we are back to the future right now. We are we are living those dreams that we've seen in all the sci-fi and we're embracing it even more now because of COVID. And mm-hmm. I'm like you, I'm choosing to find the silver lining, mm-hmm. right? I'm choosing to be happy about spending more time with my daughter and being present and and family and and having these connections and being able to focus on those relationships. And that's what I'm focused on. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really kind of helped me to really navigate and stay present and stay conscious of what kind of reality I want to create. Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't agree more. And I, and I know there's a lot of people doing it tough in regards to, you know, I'm not, I want people to know that just because they choose gratitude doesn't mean that there aren't bad days, right? And I also want people to know that just because I've got gratitude doesn't mean that there's not people who are suffering from depression and anxiety right now either. So I want people to know that I'm not minimizing what's happening for other people's experiences. It's just for me personally, uh, the way for me to get through what we're going through at the moment is, is yeah, is I have to look from a place of gratitude. So yeah, I just want people to know I'm not minimizing their experiences just oh, absolutely different yeah i agree 100 percent. i mean for me i'm sure when all this is over i'll have a, a epic breakdown <laughs> i will have more gray hair than i already have and i will realize what type of stress i was avoiding because that's how that's how i roll i don't mm-hmm. know how you roll like, <laughs> i'm just gonna power through and of course i'm not minimizing and I, I just want to shed a little insight on what is keeping me and what is mm-hmm. helping me, you know? 100%. And, and I think it's good because other people who might not be in that same spot that we are, sometimes hearing it from different people can be part of the shift, right? So, oh, yeah. Uh, because I do think that there's, uh, if you just look at media, for example, I used to live in the United States. Also, I'm from Canada originally, is is the way, and now I live in Australia, the media uh, in America in particular, do you know what I mean? And then secondary, very close to Canada's, you're getting that negativity or, all day, every day, right? On on multiple channels because of the way that your guys' media outlets are. So I guess, again, I love showing these other parts of it because sometimes I think that might just be the thing that helps one person move them from, you know, feeling stuck maybe uh, to unstuck. Oh, I agree. If we could help one person, then our work is done. Mm-hmm. Literally. Exactly. You know, and I'm no guru. I say it all the time. I'm not perfect. I don't have the answers. I can just tell you what has worked for me. And I have been through a lot of you know what. So <laughs> I can I can say that there is there is joy on the other side of sadness. You know, mm-hmm. there is pleasure on the other side of pain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a perfect way for us to talk about this current <laughs> environment, right? Because you are a business consultant. Now, people hear that all the time, right? The mm-hmm. word business consultant. And it's mm-hmm. always like, well, what does that mean? And mm-hmm. what do you consult? And, you know, 
tell us because I don't want to disrespect everything you've built and how you're helping women, you know, make five figures a month and then six and seven figures a month. So let's just, let's talk about it. See, so I guess I look at the words business mentor, business coach, and business consultant in kind of three different areas is I, I find often, now this isn't the case for everyone, but again, in a broad generalization, as I find often is you've got a business mentor, someone who might be in the same fe- like uh, space as you could. So you could be a photographer and they've also been a photographer for many years. So they understand the skills that are needed for th- that particular thing. Uh, but they might not be, but they also, uh, typically they're on formal is what I say. So it's kind of like, it's not set. There's not a lot of agendas. It just might be that you meet this person every five months for coffee. They still move you every time you uh, meet with them or connect with them in regards to helping you move your business forward. But they're just kind of there more as a friendly conversation, having a chat, guiding you along the way. Then I find business coaches are more they, I mean, if you look at the true definitions of, of a coach is that they need to extract what's coming from your brain, right? Is, that's what they're doing is, and then they present or reframe it in a way that helps you to go, oh, okay, and shift them. Most coaches, in my opinion, um, don't also necessarily uh, give a lot of advice. Like I said, they're take, like a true coach will take what they get, get from that particular individual and reframe. Whereas when I look at a consultant um, is I look at a consultant as someone who's been there, done that, but they're actually, you're coming to them for advice, the how-tos. This is my business. I need to get it from five figures to six figures. What do I do? What pieces am I missing? What does that look like? So I, in particular, look at myself as 75% consultant, 25% coach. You're coming to me for those how-tos, but I also think it's important that I'm listening uh, to the individual, to what they need, right? Being able to reframe it and ask questions back so that we can unpack really where the blocks are and what it is that they need. Once we can do that, we then I go, okay, great. Based on what you said on your individual situation, I would look at X, Y, and Z, and this is how we do it. So that's kind of how I look at mentoring, coaching, and then consulting. No, I think that was a great explanation. I mean, a lot of times, and I'm laughing as you, to myself as you're saying that, because I can't tell you how many coffees I've done and I'm telling people, and I feel like, good God, I mean, it's time for a coach. It's time for this because I cannot keep doing this, you know, or whatever the case may be. And I think that it's, it's very important to know, have a distinct idea of what you need in business. But I also think it's important to surround yourself around people who can guide you and who can give you that because it is lonely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very lonely when you're navigating and you're doing things that people who your immediate circle, your family, your friends, your loved ones, perhaps they have never embarked on anything like creating their own wealth and creating their own d- dynamic in society. So it becomes isolating, mm-hmm. you know, and when you have people, which I always say, invest in yourself. I'm a big believer in investing in yourself. So when you invest in yourself and you actually get a consultant and you have someone who can kind of hold you accountable, but in a, in a way that's not like holding your hand, mm-hmm. it's, it's an awesome thing. 100%. I think, again, there's a few things that I think about when uh, throughout my time is I obviously used to, you know, try and Google everything and YouTube everything. And that's okay. And trust me, we have all been there. Uh, and it gets us. You know, I think there's, uh, like I said, a motivation in us, a drive in us that we will do whatever we need to do to try and figure something out. But in my opinion, Googling things and stitching YouTube videos together, you know, most people need to remember that you're never going to get the full piece about what is actually needed. So uh, the amount of time that people spend trying to do this alone by themselves, the level of frustration that happens, uh, there is a time where I'm just like, when you pay 
to work with someone, you pay attention in a different way than you do when you're just getting everything for free. And I also believe in what I've seen holistically with my own clients that I work with is that the transformation occurs when the transaction takes place. So you, whether or not that's a $10 transaction, so let's for say, for example, you're, you've been going to networking events or virtually or in person, um, and, you, and you've been going to them. I started off going to things for free. But then what happened, I was like, hold on a minute, I'm driving to this event. I'm now with a group of people who are also getting things for free. So their mindset was a little bit wobbly. Um, I then the relationships wasn't really what I was looking for. So then I was like, hold on, if I'm driving an hour there and an hour back, and then I'm spending two hours with these people, what's my ROI? But then when I started to pay $10 and then $20, and now I spend $20,000, $40,000 a year in different masterminds that I'm in, your level of growth changes, your confidence changes, but again, you start to pay attention. Um, you start to take your business a little bit more seriously. So yeah, so, uh, and I also have this thing called pay to play is another uh, coin or term that I've kind of coined is that when you pay to play, you're tapping into that other person's you know, realm of people. And when you pay to play, what happens is, is you push everyone else to the forefront of that person's brain. So for example, I have a Facebook community of almost 7,000 business owners around the world called Australian Business Collaborative. And in that group, obviously there's 7,000 people. I have a podcast with thousands of people that listen, but I can't know what every person needs or how I can help them because I don't have capacity to manage 7,000 people. But when you pay to play, I now know you, I understand your business model, I know what you need. So if I'm on the internet and I see an opportunity to be on a podcast or write a blog article or do a collaboration and I know what your business does, I'm tagging you for business opportunity. An example is one of my clients is a naturopath and um, this person in this Facebook group was working, looking for a naturopath to be able to create this herbal remedy thing that they needed. And so I tagged her in it. Uh, at this stage, we've moved to stage three, and it's a, it's going to be like you know one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollar deal. So again, it's like you're paying to play to get into my space so that I do do those things, right? So um, yeah, so I just think it's important to understand that those you know you pay to play, uh, that you know transformation happens uh, once that transaction takes place, and then you pay you pay attention. I think those are excellent points. I think a lot of times we always forget what our parents told us so many years ago from the beginning. Birds of a feather flock together. It's really kind of that simple. When you want to elevate, you have to find people who are where you want to be, who can guide you and tell you what doors to open and what do doors to avoid, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's also good to be around someone who's where you are so that you can motivate and share those woes because you don't necessarily want to go to the person you're paying to have a gripe session. You don't mm -hmm. need a pep talk from them. You're paying them to guide you. So, you know, separating those two. I'm so interested to know that how COVID, how you've partnered and consulted and, and counseled your 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 customers and your clients on navigating now, because mm -hmm. this is a brave new world, right? And I'm sure a lot of people had things that were planned and they were supposed to launch. And how do they pivot? How are you pivoting? And how are you helping your community? For me, I mean, there's a variety of things is I had my open cart on the on peak day of COVID pretty much in the America and the United and, and, and Australia. Like it couldn't have been any freaking worse if you asked for it. You know, $8,000 into Facebook ads plus ad management. We've just done the, uh, 
you know, three-day challenge, everyone's ready. And the first lot of emails goes out and it's like crickets. It's the first time ever that I'd never sold anything in a launch. Do you know what I mean? Normally like my uh, five-month mastermind is officially sold out. My one-to-one spots are all taken. And this is for my other program. And I was like, you have to be kidding me. Right. Like I was like, like, but what do, what do you do? You know, again, I, I kind of go, okay, yes, this sucks. But I also think that just because it's a no now doesn't mean it's a no forever. Um, and even though that particular part of my business, because I've got four different arms, that part of the business didn't do what I wanted it to do because of COVID. Um, the other thing is, is because I have multiple income streams. In fact, I've had my biggest month in the month of June for this particular business. So, and, and I have, have over the last so my business has actually been busier than it ever has before would that have been the case if i didn't have different income streams no so my big my thing for people out there now we can't change the past right but i'm very big about what can we do to to look at putting ourselves and bettering ourselves in, in a better position for the future and my thing is is to be looking at your business model with or without a business consultant and understanding what multiple streams of income do you have potentially both online and offline that could help move your business forward so uh, that's that's how it's helped me um in addition, what have I done? Well, obviously, in my Facebook community, I started bringing in a lot of experts. So making sure that people had opportunity to understand what was going on with what they w- were able to gain access to, uh, lawyers, mindset coaches, etc. So that was there. Um, but also, naturally, my Facebook group is a very active group. So it was just making sure that even myself and my team were in there answering questions, asking people how their mental health was. Uh, to me, it's not just about business. To me, is at the end of the day... We, people are humans. And so often I believe that a lot of business owners, and I say a lot of business owners are always looking for the next transaction. Treat your people like humans, understand who they are, where they're at, what their name is, say hello to them, uh, treat them like a human, and you will become profitable. All right. Um, And so again, in COVID, my goal was not to become profitable. My my goal was at the end of the day, how can we support people to move people forward? Um, So yeah, so that was me. What have clients done? Again, I'm very fortunate to be in a position that clients have a really great mindset, right? They've still all had their days where they've come to me crying or they've been like, this sucks and I don't know what else to do. But then we listen, we unpack, and then we say, okay, what are we doing to move ourselves forward? Um, so really, I did a lot of mindset stuff with with the women that I work with. Um, and again, just instead of looking at the next year, because here's the thing is just because your vision, if I asked you, it's still the same. Your mission is still the same to help women or to do this and to do that. The only thing that has changed with COVID is the plan. That's it. So we just have to now adapt the plan. So I wanted to uh, break in more to the international market this year. I was planning to speak at three different international stages that got canceled. So what can I do? Does my vision of helping an additional 25 women by 2025 change? No. So what do I need to do? I need to partner up with people who are doing virtual summits. I need to get on more podcasts so that my voice can get in front of more people. And then I've got an opportunity to, with my tools, my community, and my resources to help these people move them forward. So for me, it's about adapting. Your guys' plan hasn't, the plan, the vision hasn't changed. The plan on how you're getting there has changed. Yeah, so I don't know if that helps a little bit, That's but that's how I've been working with it is really community mindset. And um, instead of looking at the year picture, looking at what do we need to do to change that plan to get your to still meet your needs of your mission and your vision. More Brunch and Slay after this. Raise your hand if you want to grow. 
No, seriously. Like my hand is up. Y'all can't see me, but my hand is up. So if you want to grow and you love stretching yourself and doing things and dreaming the impossible dream, then you understand why I'm asking that you share and review and subscribe to the show. That's how we grow. I want to grow Brunch and Slay. I want more people just like you to hear all the great interviews and information from all these game changers and go-getters. And the only way to do that is more reviews. So I'm asking, help a sister out and leave a review, subscribe, and rate the show. And now back to Brunch and Slay. Oh, so much knowledge in that. Oh my goodness, so much knowledge. I mean, the thing is your transparency, right? You know, a lot of times we think that's the end of the world. I mean, $8,000 worth of Facebook ads, that is that is a lot for a smaller business or someone, even $500 if it doesn't mm-hmm. work. We all, no matter what level we are at, have setbacks and roadblocks. Mm-hmm. And this is the time, and this is what I think is beautiful about this particular quiet time is what I'm calling sheltering in place. It's just kind of a quiet time because all the time we spend filling our time, what little, t- what little downtime we have with filler activities and errand running is now time for us to have time with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Which makes us pay attention to areas that we could improve from business to life, you know, and, and, and to be able to know that You're not alone, number one, kind of like what we talked about in the beginning. You're not alone. We are all experiencing. I had to cancel every event I had planned for the next, what, the whole year. I had a whole year of events planned. I had, and I took most of last year off with events because I was reacclimating in a new city. We moved from Houston to Dallas. So I gave myself some time. And here we go, two years to a company that literally has been made known for throwing these events is not having any events, which is okay with me. I was totally okay with it because I thought, well, there's other areas that we need to dive deeper in. So let's just pivot, focus on those and get those systems in place, Mm -hmm. you know, but when we are, when we are navigating, a lot of times we feel like the world is on our shoulders and Mm -hmm. there's a lot that's our income. These are things that we, we were betting on, so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. So, is that why it's important for you to help, you know, moms and help folks leverage and have multiple streams of income and really know different arms? Was this something that you foresaw or something happened in the past to make you say, okay, that'll never happen again? Listen, I mean, my parents have filed bankruptcy twice, not once, but twice. So in regards to, I guess, if you think about it, I mean, I think there's two things in that question, for example, is one is I think it's about what were my money blocks, right? So why do I have multiple income streams? What does that mean, et cetera? And, and I have multiple income streams, not, not, not per se because of money blocks but, and because of my parents, but it was more around the fact that if you – a, meeting the needs of my people, right? So what was happening is when I first started my business is I only had one-to-one. And that was great, but one-to-one is typically a little bit more expensive because you've it's more high touch point. So then what I found was I kept turning more people away, but they still needed the same things. They still needed the foundational elements in order to grow and scale their business. So that's when I was like, well, hold on a minute. If my mission is still to help all these women to be able to access the tools and resources they need, I'm doing them a disadvantage by only doing one-to-one. But then I was also like, hold on, I'm going to look at, I'm looking at my financial numbers, right? Is my financial numbers for my business, if all I ever want to do is do one-to-one, that's fine, but I'm gonna get capped at a particular threshold. And again, that's okay, that's okay because not all women wanna build an empire, 
I believe there's three kind of levels of business. It's not kind of because you can't kind of be pregnant, right? It's either are you're not. So my thing is, is this is how I look at business is you've got people who want to have a hobby. Now, some people will argue that your hobby is not actually a business, you know, each to their own. If your hobby makes you happy and it's bringing you a little bit of money, whatever, right? Uh, but then I also look at those who want to just replace their job from corporate. So it's more like what well, your business is a job. It's giving you maybe freedom. It's, you might be making the same amount of money, um, but you're not having to drive in, listen to, do you know what I mean? people boss you around when you can take your leave when you can take a shit you know etc right like it's like literally it's like i call them mini cult some days corporate right or but then you've also got like and then i look at the empire those people are like hell no do you know what i mean I, i'm i want more than that so my thing is is when i looked at what i wanted earlier on i needed to decide i wanted an empire i wanted to be able to be a leader and i wanted to have a voice to move women forward well that's not going to get me just on a one-to-one -one model right? So I needed to look at moving to a one-to-many model. So there, there's a few things as I, I was looking at how do I position myself financially because I never wanted to go through what my parents went through. But secondly, I was looking at how do I make this better to be able to serve more women in the community. Um, and then three, I was just looking at like, again, what's going to be needed in order to do that. And that's, yeah, hope that helps to explain that. Of course it does. I mean, if we don't have a lot of times those trials and tribulations and those big moments in our childhood or young adulthood or what create the tenacity mm -hmm. and the steadfastness, right? Because you know, uh, there's no way I'm living that life or whatever the life may be. Like there are things that I saw as a child that I knew there was no way, mm -hmm. no way, you know? Yep. Um, and that is what keeps this little engine going. You know what I mean? So exactly. I, I, I totally, that resonates. That resonates with me. I totally get it. Um, so is that how you started the Business of Life podcast? So the Business in Life podcast was more around, uh, again, because again, I want to be able to give women the tools and resources they need. And I know that not everyone when they first start, especially if they're bootstrapping their business, have an opportunity to pay for something, right? Because they still might be working their full-time job. Uh, they're trying to take a little bit of money into things like maybe like a website and you know marketing and things like that. And so Though I believe everyone needs a business consultant in their life, it's not necessarily deemed as a luxury. So I was like, well, hold on a minute. What can I still do for the community um, that's going to help move them forward? And the podcast was an opportunity to still get into more, you know, women or men also listen to my podcast, but I work specifically with women in their ears every single week. So I really try on my own podcast that it, it's I leave people better off than when they listened or when they read an article, or when they interacted with me. And so again, it's I'm always trying to give them more reliable uh, resources to move them forward and to think without having to go, oh, I'm only going to get that information if I pay, right? Don't get me wrong, my, my people who pay, they still get other things, you know, I mean, they're high touch point, they get more strategy and things like that. But I believe that all women should still have an opportunity to resources. Because again, the data says, uh, women are more likely to fail in business. All right, it's, it's, look at the data. There's more women uh, starting businesses. All right. But when you look at the data is it's like, but they're also closing up shop quicker. Why? Well, when in Queensland, Australia, anyways, because I'm a mentor for the state government here, one of the things that we looked at is they said, the women said, it's because I don't have the knowledge I need to move my business forward. I don't have funds. I don't have access. So my thing was as well, if I'm starting to grow and I'm making a little bit more money, 
what, how can I give back? So the podcast was about being able to give back. Now, yes, it's also still part of getting more people into my community because I still want to work with them. That I'd, I would be dismissive not to say that, but it wasn't my primary reason. It's similar to I run Australia's leading four-day, three-night women in business retreat. And knowing the data about how much women are struggling with getting um, in front of people who know what they're doing, all right, is I then also, I only invite 50 people to this particular event every year. 10 of those uh, are scholarships because in, it's my way of being able to again give back to women because sometimes all a woman needs is that one chance to be surrounded by people who get it and that's going to transform her. And when that happens, you know, women are unstoppable. So these are the things that I try and look at. You know, I'm not a millionaire yet in this particular business, uh, but I think about what can I be doing to give back in ways that are going to help. And that's beautiful. You know, as you're, you're working so closely with so many women and you have a unique perspective, I'd love to know what are a couple of things you think as a, as a woman-owned business you can't afford not to do? You know, that's something that we don't talk about a lot. Like we talk, we know the basics, but we don't talk about the little behind the scenes things that we just can't afford not to do. Yeah, again, I, I could be biased, but my growth for both my businesses, because this is my second uh, six-figure business, is that you don't have to do anything. But I'm telling you, the sooner you do this, the quicker it is. And is your network equals your net worth. So the more you pay to go to your event, the more you pay. And again, it's, it's, it, it is an essence of that transformation again. But I, again, I started off by just going to a local $10 thing. Then I would pay a $400 ticket. Then at those $400,000 events, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really great. It was almost like an addiction almost because you saw the growth because all it takes is for you to connect with two or three cool people at an event and they connect you to someone else. And those people connect you to someone else. Don't get me wrong, you still need to give. And I want to talk about that because I think it's important that you, when you build relationships with people, it's like a bank account. Just because you have a network doesn't mean that it's working for you. All right? Because if you, and so again, if we go back to the bank analogy, you can only withdraw what you put in. So if you go, like, it would be like me calling you up later, Amira, and going, hey, Thanks so much for that podcast. Um, by the way, do you have any connections with people that I can get on more podcasts, X, Y, and Z? But you and I have just met. And so I need to really, you know, it's not like I'm just, you and I are meeting just so that I can get anything from you. That's not the case. So what I'm saying is if you genuinely want to build an authentic relationship with people, I would say thank you so much for being on the podcast. Can I connect you with anyone else? Would you like to come on my podcast? Is there, what else can I do for you? Because by you putting into the bank account and that relationship, if you ever need something later on, it becomes a no brainer for them. They just go, yeah, what can I do to help you back? And that's how you start to build your business is I believe businesses are built on relationships. You can have the best strategy and you can have a million dollars to put in it, but that's only going to get you so far. So for me personally was not only investing in myself earlier on, but surrounding myself with the right people. So then I went on to Chris Ducker's mastermind in the Philippines, where again, he invited nine of the top speakers from around the world. You're on this tropical island in the pool, sipping mojitos. But I can tell you the magic that happened in that pool was next level mind blowing, right? Because you're with 50 top entrepreneurs who obviously, again, had to pay like 13 grand to get there. These minds, I actually learned more from the, the, my peers than I did from the uh, uh, speakers, right? Because they're the ones who are eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner with you. And then they connect you with everyone else. 
um, you know, then my, I've got a mastermind in the mail dives I go to a couple times, you know, every year, et cetera, et cetera. So all I'm saying is what you can't afford to do is invest in yourself. And the second thing is, uh, yeah, that network, you have to build a network. And the last thing that I think is imperative in, in everything that I stand for is you must build the foundations in order to grow your business. What I mean by, by by foundations, people, that might sound common sense, but I can tell you every woman I work with, and men, because I also work with men when they ask me to, is I, I'll give you an example. Uh, I work with one of Australia's top plastic surgeons uh, also, and he, when he first came to me, yes, he's, you know, makes a shit ton of money. Uh, but the reality of it is, is that could be taken away very quickly because he's so dependent and has been dependent on many years on his his referrals, right? Word of mouth. And he'll probably never not have referrals because he is at the top of his game. But the thing is here is again, he's stuck for growth because it's, it's, that's all. So when I went in, it's like, I had to get everything. And because the majority of businesses that come to me, even when they are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, the thing is, is that they have a, um, a business made of hay or made of straw, kind of like the three little pigs. They're physically there and they're structurally there, but it wouldn't take much like COVID to come in and blow those businesses down for um, the referrals to stop, right? And it's crumbling. Whereas I'm about building the foundational elements that are needed. So making sure that you've got a conversional website, making sure that you've got your short tail and long tail keywords for SEO on there, making sure that you're building your network, making sure that you've got uh, paid and unpaid uh, lead magnets going on, making sure that you understand what your offers are, looking at different income streams. So I've kind of come up with like, you know, you really need to, these foundations is what solidifies you to make a house made of bricks. So if COVID come, you know, a window might break, a door handle might break, but structurally your business is still going to be sound. So, yeah. I love that analogy. That is so awesome. You know, I mean, there's so many nuggets in that. So obviously we know we got to get, we have to focus on who we surround ourselves with, which is why we have the tribe, right? We want to make sure that we are always around like-minded people. We want, you touched on it earlier too, the community and treating people well, right? Mm -hmm. Not looking at the bottom line, never underestimate the power of excellent customer service. Mm -hmm. You can have a bad day. You can miss a deadline if your customer service is superb, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure we all have a fast food restaurant that we love. And if you were to go there once a week for months and then one time out of that billion weeks, they just ruin your order. It is just horrible. You typically wouldn't stop patronizing them. You would give mm -hmm. them another chance because you know that they're having an off day. Mm -hmm. And we have to, especially as entrepreneurs who are the base of our businesses, right? We might have staff, we might have people that work for us, but we have to make sure that we embed that in our staff and in our way of life and our company culture so that should you leave, should you pass your position on to someone else, whatever the case may be, people understand the goodness that is going to come from you and working with you and your brand. Mm -hmm. Man, I love that. Yeah. And also, uh, there's also this really great book. I don't know if you've ever heard. It's called The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. And what they talk about is in this book is about there's these five laws of stratospheric success. And they talk about the law of value is the first one. And they say, your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. They go on to say the law of compensation. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. The third thing they say is the law of influence. Your 
influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. They talk about the law of authenticity. The most valuable gift you have is to offer yourself. And the law of receptivity, the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. And I want to share that because this is a premise. I mean, I didn't even know about these guys. Um, it was long after my years of starting business. But then I read this. I was like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I do. And there's been business coaches and things that, that are like, you know, for example, don't show up in your Facebook community. It's a waste of your time. No, I'm here to freaking tell you it hasn't been a waste of my time because there are people that are constantly like, they might not buy from me, but if they, if they know that there's a business, someone needs a business coach, people are tagging me all the time. Why? Because I treat people like humans. Mm. And um, I talk about human to human marketing versus B2B and B2C and all this other marketing, right? Is B2B and B2C is necessary, but if you're missing out on human to human marketing, which is the experience and interaction one faces with a particular brand, mm-hmm. again, the experience in the interaction is that's what's going to make your business succeed. That's what's going to be your unique point of difference, right? In the Go-Giver, they also talk about traditional sales process. Well, a traditional sales process is very much, you've got a prospect, you qualify, you present, you overcome objections, you close, you follow up, and maybe you provide some customer service. When you lead from this presence of human-to-human marketing and from what I believe and what the Go-Givers also talk about in the book, the Go-Givers, sorry, is that in the sales process with them is if you create value, you touch people's lives, you build networks, you be real and you stay open, you will inevitably become profitable. Mm-hmm. And so when I share this stuff, a lot of people freak out because it's very counterintuitive, right? Because most people are telling you that you must do this and you have to do this and you have to do this. But if you go back to conversations equal connection, and when you have connection, you have conversion, So start the conversations. And the other quote that I really love is I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. I know it's easy for me, but because obviously I am where I am now and I understand like when you're just trying to get, make ends meet and make your dream come true, I get that, but still always have those people in front of you as the forefront and not a credit card. Oh, I love that. I, I love the humanism up. That speaks to me internally because I, I, I've worked for some great companies and I've worked alongside lots of folks in business and I've seen people lose sight of that. I've seen people forget that you're literally only one bad post away from everything. Like you said, the straw house. And I've seen people get cocky, you know, get cocky in the way they post, the way they speak to the people who follow them, get a little too comfortable with the the language that they're using. And I can see it being uh, uh, just a house of cards, right? Um, And I think I agree with you. My golden rule period is the golden rule. Do unto unto you. So mm-hmm. everything I'm doing in business and in life is how would I want someone to treat me this way? If I wouldn't, I won't do it, period. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's the golden rule for a reason. It's the golden rule in life and business and in everything that we do. When you get what you give, so do it. So put it out there. Good man. So many nuggets. You're, you're one sharp tack. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. So what what vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey as you navigate your new normal and, you know, you get your day started in Australia? <laughs> you know, I always say again, just again, gratitude, right? Whether or not it's for me or if it's for you, because when you put gratitude out into the world, it makes not only everyone, it's a ripple effect, right? It's hard not to pick up on those things. Uh, so again, I always say, yeah, put out gratitude because it will make the world better collectively. 
Yeah, well, I am today. I am grateful for you, my friend, oh, and thank you. and thank you so much for rising early and for sharing what you do and what you love with the Brunch and Slay Tribe. If if you guys want to know more about Angela and all the offerings in her podcast, you already know where to find the podcast: iTunes, Spotify. <laughs> I mean, is it on Spotify? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it is. Everywhere yeah. you listen, I'm sure that's where it is. So, what? Where can they follow you, and how can they support you? Yeah, I'd love to connect with your community if there's anything that I can do to support them. And the best way I always say is just head to my website, which is AngelaHenderson.com.au, because from there, depending on what you know you need as a listener, is it do you need a new blog post to read to help move you forward? Do you need to listen to the Business and Life Conversations podcast? Uh, are you ready to invest in a business consultant? You know, like you can book a free discovery call with me. Uh, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and then choose you know based on where you're at in business and what you need, and we'll start building that relationship. Yes, right. Something for everyone. And it will be in the show notes. So don't pull over now. Don't you worry. We'll take care of you. <laughs> so if you enjoyed today's show as much as I enjoyed chatting with Angela, do me one solid favor and just tag us and tell us what your one takeaway is. I would love to know what about this show really resonated with you because we're here to help you and we love you and we're pouring into you and we're wishing you nothing but success. And as you're navigating today and you're getting ready to type up and tag us at Brunch and Slay and Angela Henderson, I want you to remember that no matter what, if she can, I can, we all can. This is Brunch and Slay. 